I I was debating whether we should start the podcast with all three of us coughing, and then I realized it was just incredibly tacky. Oh, everybody's making coronavirus jokes, even on set. It's like everywhere. You fart and you're like, coronavirus? But then I think (laughs) people, you know, well, in some cases, some of those grips are probably patient zero for something. Somebody (laughs) I was working with yesterday who just came back from Tokyo. Great. Okay, so I'm dealing with people who are fucking traveling. He came back from set, and I'm like, we're going to burn your clothes, right? So she's like, I, I'm in the, I think I'm in the clear. And I'm like, oh, my fucking Christ. So <laughs> at, after lunch, she's like, we're getting back to go. And then she's like wiping your nose, and this green shit comes out. And then she's no! like, she's like, oh, guys, I want to tell you, I know you guys aren't going to be gross about it, but check this out. So she tells us the story that she says, I just wet my nose and this green shit came out. And then I realized I had avocados for, for lunch. So it was avocado on her face. I was like, oh, my God. People. Did anybody tase her? <laughs> I didn't touch anybody yesterday. The power of Christ compels her. Oh, my God. What the actual living fuck, Karen? Whatever her name is. It is Lisa Andre and uh, Ian this week. We're Whoa. all three here. No one's uh, no one's down from the the COVID nineteen yet. Um, we're not yeah. doing this from a hazmat bubble. Yeah, but there's still there's still a lot of time left. We're on lockdown. <laughs> we're on lockdown in California. Yeah. Um, because you know that's how we roll. First in the nation, and uh, we like to do things first, y'all. Huh. Uh, but then I have no faith in the uh, the Nazi regime in the White House to like, be doing nothing. So I feel like we're all going to die by July. I'm not going to see my 56th birthday is what I'm thinking. How are you guys feeling? Uh, that's how Colin Jost feels. <laughs> you mean Che. Is it Che? It's che is the black one. No, was he the one who said <laughs> we're all going to die? I thought it was Colin. Uh, probably both of them at this point because you're just like when no one's in charge – when Pence is praying the gay out of the virus or Jesus whatever Christ, Pence is doing. fucking Pence. <laughs> Look, you know, ev- all those people here are calling for Pence, you know, for, well, if we get rid of Trump, we'll have Pence. We're all like, this. here you go. Uh, the, yeah. the Sears mannequin is now in charge. That guy has got to be like one of the dumbest people alive. I think he's, I think he probably is beating out Dan Quayle. His dumbest veep ever. Not sure. Did you see that, um, that headline where it's like cor- a coronavirus patient attended the same conservative conference as Trump and other high profile Republicans. Yes. Yeah. yes, we've been chuckling about the CPAC yeah. all day long. Yeah. I don't want anybody and, to uh, die. I don't really want anybody to die. Well, I have a list of people that I want, you know. But um Well, can you can you riddle me this is that how are people making that leap between coronavirus and corona beer? I've heard it from several people already. Some people are just stupid. I'm just like, Because Americans are dumb. <laughs> also, there are just people saying, like, you were on set yesterday and some dumbass said, you know, they've detected mer- you know, COVID-19 in mer- the marina. Okay, first of all, let's just back up with the facts here. Well, that was one of the, the people who lived down there okay, well, yelling here, in the street. In marina. Let me just say, smart people are not, you know, I don't know where the smart people are, but there's less and less of them every day. Fuck, I know. So right? here's the thing. It, it, so here's my problem with the virus has been found by just a random person we have less than 500 test kits in the united states if you call and ask for a test kit if you think you have it they still won't test you so how the fuck are y'all out here calling it on covid19 in your neighborhood because you don't know because we can't test also do you really want to know at this point 
It's like The Walking Dead. Just everybody has it. Just assume that everybody has it. And there's de- there's like degrees. You're either Daryl Dixon and you're thriving and it's in your bloodstream or you're a fucking full-blown whisperer, you know, about to be turned into a zombie person. So it, it's going to be like it's going to be like herpes too. It's like, "Oh, everyone's got corona too." You know, just, you know. We went by Corona. Yeah, there, but there have also, like, there have been people say. pointing out that, like, if it wasn't for, like, the rampant media coverage, we wouldn't really be freaking out that much. Because, I mean, there are people saying, like, yeah, we've had, there's about, like, 3,000 deaths so far from the coronavirus, and we had 10,000 deaths from the flu alone in just the U.S. And I feel like there there is a certain, like, hist- I mean, like, all y'all should have been washing washing your hands all this time, right? But now that the news is like is like constantly reporting it, then that's when you know people start freaking out. I think we should be alarmed that the flu kills that many people too. I think you know I'm always alarmed. And the wipes- flu is like one mutation away from just like wiping us out, it and is. no one's talking about and it. And people are talking yeah. about it. And again, but we should be concerned about all of them. I think we can be concerned about all because it's going to be virality that's going to take us all out. I mean, I think the Earth about now is just like y'all got to go. Y'all, well, let, y'all, yeah. let, you know, knocked Elizabeth Warren out of the. I'm, you're all gonna die now. Fuck you. You can't let a woman be president in America. We're just gonna kill all y'all. Um, also, even if we get a thing. vaccine for the coronavirus, you know there are gonna be people that still won't get it. They're right. Yeah, the anti-vaxxers are like, I'm just gonna take my full-blown Corona COVID-19 uh, to the Trader Joe's because I'm an asshole moron. Um, so I don't know. Like, I feel like we could should be concerned about the number in 2020. Of the influence of being able to wipe out wipe out that many people and three thousand yeah. people is still a lot. I think what it points out is that it gets people to wash their hands and be aware. Yes, on one hand, it does wake up some um, paranoia for sure, but at the same time, like I know, kind of have an idea how like scientists think if they don't tell us. And five people die, then, oh, my God, why didn't you fucking tell anybody? And then mm-hmm. when you have a know-nothing, do-nothing fucking golf-playing goiter for president, then you got to go, fuck. Well, we should have some details. So I'm kind of cool with the paranoia. It gets people to, like, be maybe 4% yeah, but nastier than they normally yeah, are. I mean, it, because it, it keeps in mind that this thing can change in any minute. Yeah, so, but but on the other the other side is like that paranoia is also causing people to buy like gallons of soap, and there are some people who can't even get like basic hygiene products because people are buying it in bulk. So well, like, from do like, we know that people just can't get basic hygiene products? From what I've been do like from like the news that I've been watching, no one's been hysterical. They've been reporting it. There's been some hysterical, a little bit, but not like panic buying. Not yeah, I don't know. I mean, we went to go look for masks. They were all sold out, and I was like, oh okay. And then they told us it won't work. And like, well, we saved some money there. Just wash your fucking hands. Also, just the panic buying. And again, you're not, we're not in a place, we're not in a third world nation. Just go to the Walmart down the fucking street and get some, I don't know. I don't feel like it's depriving people of like basic needs. It's just inconveniencing a lot of people. And then people are like fighting in parking lots of the Costco. Stop it. Just. Well, but now, yeah, now it's causing like movie premieres to be shifted. Yeah. Like people are wondering if the Olympics are going to happen. Yeah. Can you imagine the, the you know the Valley Girls uh, are really worried about Coachella not happening? <laughs> I think that's so probably the most. It is positive. affecting a lot. The upside of this is that Coachella may not happen. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, hopefully they cancel it. And girls wearing, you know, Native American dress, don't, they can just have to offend people at the mall. Um, but I do, yeah, like it's it has affected the bottom line. A neighbor of ours, she's my walking partner, her son is in a very popular band that you would know. Um, and the band is ironically named, by the way. And we were walking, and she said they were in Seattle, which has been named as, like, ground zero for this thing. And the lead singer of this band that you know, like, had to leave the stage after two songs the other night. And I'm asking her about her son, who's in the band. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, no, they're all, like, freaked out. She, he doesn't feel well, but he can't tell whether he's just, like, Arr. so... Like they, I think they're going to call the tour, but it's like really affecting theater and concert touring. And South by Southwest yeah. got canceled. Sporting events, sporting too, events. And LeBron is saying that you know, if the stands are not filled, you know, will they play? And he goes, "I ain't playing." I'm like, "Well, there's TV cameras, dumbass." Also, I just feel like, okay, these things are happening, but you can offset them. Like South by Southwest, someone made the suggestion you can just purchase all the films at South by Southwest. Netflix and Hulu and Amazon can get together and do a solid and release the films. Like, just buy them all and release them so we can see them, right? At least there's something out of that. But then mm-hmm. hotels and businesses are suffering. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the, we're going to feel this one for a long time. And I feel like if we had s- just more confidence in our current government, maybe some of this would be offset because we had like a big scar- a SARS scare. We've had H1N1. We've had the Ebola thing. And I don't remember it just like sort of like lopping off the arms of our economy. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> but we're under lockdown in California, and I can just tell you uh, here in California, I don't really see it a whole lot. People are not, like, we go to our grocery store. It's chill. Yeah, and no one's wearing masks. No, I saw one girl eating uh, Cheetos and then putting her mask on and then pulling it down to eat Cheetos as she walked down the sidewalk. That's pretty funny. She was actually kind of snorfling them at one point, like stuffing her face down in the bag. And I'm like, you're very trusting of the the factory workers. If you're that paranoid, are you really going to shove your face down in the bag? Yeah. Anyway. It was high comedy for me. So thanks, woman walking down the street. You were awesome. But we don't feel it. Like, but again, we're not inland. I don't but I'm asking my friends all over town, I'm like, what are you seeing? And they're like, just people doing this crazy thing of buying up toilet paper and, and water. Also, bottled water is like the shittiest thing for you to drink. I feel like COVID twenty one is waiting <laughs> in bottled water. We don't drink bottled water, we drink filtered water. You probably should take your chances and just drink tap water at home at this point. It might cure whatever's in your system because <laughs> we got a lot of drugs in our water. Um, you won't get pregnant. There's you know, there's cancer medicine that's flushed down the toilet. There's all kinds of stuff. You will grow a second head in five years, but who doesn't need a second head? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I feel they said we were under alert. I was like, I don't know what that means. So I really don't know what that means. I don't we don't really see it here. Hmm. It's not dogs and cats living together in the streets. But it does make me feel my sometimes like my throat will get a little itchy when I first wake up and I'm like Yeah, I was like, Fuck man, I've got SARS now. And then he's going out working <laughs> with people who were like, you know, completely got green un- shit coming out of their face. God. And then next week I'm going to another fucking hospital to work. And then I'm getting surgery in a hospital. 
um, on St. Patrick's Day, which I feel like it's just me asking for coronavirus. Maybe I'll get the beer one. <laughs> <laughs> corona light. I'll get the Corona extra. <laughs> You'll get Corona light and you have to pay three ninety nine for COVID-19. Exactly. Exactly. But I have been drinking Corona to support the company. I love Corona. It's one of my favorite go-to beers. I'm not a big beer drinker, but I've been enjoying it. And I'm just kind of showing my sort of support. And uh, we've been getting like 12 packs of Corona like every week. Tells you how much beer. Please sponsor us Corona beer. (laughs) Please. We would would push your product. I love uh, your service. I actually do love Corona beer. I'm also not a big beer drinker, but... It's it's one of my favorites. Yeah, if I like hot too. I like, like that it's socially. lemony. I don't like a heavy ale. I'm not an ale person. I'm not one of those people who's into that. No, it's like I'm not a wine person, you know. And you can sit here and describe the hops and and what they did at school that day, or how they were lovingly caressed by the hands of Keanu Reeves, and it still doesn't. It just tastes like the same old shit to me. So it's wasted mm-hmm. on me, and I don't want to spend all my money on that. So I just get me some cheap. So, um, Coronas. I'm also back on the Weight Watchers. Um, so they're three points a bottle. That's why I'm doing it. I want to get me some Michelob Extra, like one of those basic bitches, and they're like eight points a bottle. I'm like, fuck that. So Corona Light, it is. Hi. So I meant to, yeah, Corona Extra is like one point more Corona Light for those of you out there. Haven't gotten sick once though from the Corona uh, light. It's not in the beer, guys. That's uh, that's a product of Mexico. That's not that's not made where you might think it was made. Oh my God, we have the internet. <sighs> Please look. Well, I said look shit up, but you guys are looking up shit like on conspiracy sites, so that's not helping you. What else is going on? Are you guys under so- lockdown in Virginia? Nobody's under lockdown in Virginia. No, everybody's fine. No, not really. Okay, that's cool. Normally, um, like, like viruses start in y'all neck of the woods. It's usually just like like uh, like a a scary movie. It'll be like some military base in Virginia. There'll be a guy running out in the street, you know, like oh, my hand is green, and then the world falls. Well, I am worried that because um, spring break is next week, and I'm really worried that some bitch that like went on their like five islands spring break trip is going to bring something back. Because <laughs> uh, like, I mean, like we're 3,000 feet up in the air. So, um, but if it is airborne, they were fucked. But no, someone's going to go. To, I mean, like a lot of people go to Europe for spring break. I can't relate. I don't know where y'all get the money. Yeah. These are the same bitches that are like really like stressed about like money during the semester. But then they, they somehow have the money to like go on these lavish trips. Although I heard that because of like this virus that a lot of like plane tickets are down. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens, I guess. Stay tuned. I guess it is kind of a utopia. You get on the plane for $8 and you're on there with 20 other people who were like, fuck it. And then they're going to the Island. That's pretty much empty getting top service lobsters free they're just giving they just give you buckets of lobster as soon as you check into the hotel yeah but Mm. there are some airlines that are like flying empty planes because they would like lose a lot of money if they didn't fly those planes i'm just like wow capitalism is a bitch meanwhile we're like polluting the earth for like no reason yeah it's all fucked up and i feel like the earth's had enough of us so it's been nice knowing you guys thanks for listening to the podcast 
what else is going on in the world? We got to stop talking about this COVID thing. I really feel like I'm about to wash skin off my body. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was this announcement this week um, on this the show that has been moved from Disney Plus over to Hulu. And it's the Love Simon series that it has now been renamed Love Victor. I don't know why it's been renamed. Maybe to make it less gay. I don't know. Um, but basically the series is an extension of the Love Simon movie that came out in, I think it was 2017 or 2018, I think. Um, and it's been moved from Disney Plus to Hulu. And the reason being that Disney felt that many issues explored on the show, including alcohol use and sexual exploration, would not fit in with the family-friendly content on Disney Plus. So I have a couple of questions. <laughs> so... A lot of people were like, oh, because it's gay, forgot to mention it's gay, um, they're moving it off of Disney Plus because they don't want gay anything on, on their platform. And I was, I was thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, but I know for a fact that there is a Disney Plus original show, the High School Musical thing, that has gay characters in it. So maybe they're just like, that's it. Like you can have like a couple of gay characters as a treat, but then that's it. That's <laughs> I it. don't know if it's that, I don't know the alcohol use and the sexual exploration, it's very vague what they mean by sexual exploration. And I mean, like the family friendly content, I mean, like, is it really that is everything on Disney plus that family friendly? I mean, like there's nothing R rated on there, which begs the question. I mean, like who I've, I've been wondering this since I got it. I'm like, who is Disney plus four? And I'm like, well, it's, you know, the parents are buying it for their kids, but like, it's really for like the millennials who grew up with like these TV shows and the Disney Renaissance films and all that. But then they're like, and then there's this whole thing with like the Lizzie McGuire thing about how she wanted to do more adult themes on the show and Disney said no. So I'm just like, so it's not, it's not meant to have adult content on there. So I don't know if it, it feels very weird. I don't know what to, to make of it or, or what these decisions are based on very slippery slope i'm telling you i don't trust disney i haven't trusted this whole merger i'm not a disney person i didn't get the chip in the back of my neck and for those of you who enjoy it i think that's awesome if that's your kink i have i have lots of friends who just like adore disney and they go there often i don't trust that company i don't trust the, the messaging i don't like the imprinting that it's done to some mindsets and I also have a lot of friends who work at Disney and they're not right in the head. Like they will tell you there's some mm-hmm. propagandizing that goes on. I don't know. I feel like I feel like they just are always towing the line and in, it's like the electric car. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's like until there's like some sort of over the line pitch for it or some sort of power behind something. Mm-hmm. Maybe when all of the, maybe when the church numbers drop or I don't know what they're waiting for, but I feel like Disney is waiting for something because sometimes I, think it, I feel I like I'm watching, like, I'm watching like Christian programming. Yeah. I think, and yeah. it makes yeah. me very uneasy. I'm just not, I don't want my shit whitewashed like that. I'm not, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not down for censorship. It's, it it's sounds, watching them cast like onward and all this stuff, and I'm like, yeah. It it sounds like the like the Disney Plus is for the the Disney Park going crowd. Because mm-hmm. when I had to work there, it's like they were just I couldn't you know I can do it. I mean, I had to cover the, my tattoos. You had to, and everyone had them. And it's like, what are you talking about, dude? And it's like, 
Cover your tattoos. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. When I was there, when I did a, a And everything gig, just so buttoned up. I did a couple of gigs there. They made me very uncomfortable. And uh, I was um, not asked back because I was like, yeah, fuck this. I questioned authority. Like, really questioned authority. And there was just like, a, oh, yeah, we won't be having that again. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to come to your fucking Yikes. like down bullshit. I don't want to get into trouble with the rat, but but it's suffices like, to say. I suffices to say. I was like, I do not want to work with that company ever again. It seems so. like their like their cinematic universe though is a little different, right? It seems well like now. It I mean it, it was uh, different. I don't I don't know what is going to happen in the future. I don't know. Uh, it needs to change. I'm very concerned about what this means for the Marvel shows they're putting out. And I feel like, I don't know why I thought this, but I I thought the shows were, were meant to be more adult than the actual films. I don't know where I got that assumption from. I thought I read it somewhere, but I guess not. I think they're going to be as adult as the Marvel films, which is fine. But it just like begs the question, like, I mean, like on Netflix, you have Netflix, but then you have Netflix kids. So I feel like something similar needs to happen with Disney Plus because if they don't keep putting out original content, they do have a channel that like can... that. Don't they have Disney Kids? Yeah, it's like XD. Yeah. So then, what is this? Well, no, shit? on Disney Plus. I mean. But yeah. that's the thing on Disney Plus. But that's yes. the thing is that Disney Plus, I think, is geared for the. It's for the parents to be able to plop their kids, yeah, I guess, after school in front of the TV to watch Disney Plus. I stuff. walked away from the Mandalorian. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. mm, all right. It's just a puppet show. Cool. But that's but that's what I mean though. If they want to keep people subscribed, then they they have to change something because I'm it not is the all only over the place. I think you're right. I don't think they know what this is for. Even as big and grandiose as Disney is, as much as they have a lot of things on lock, I don't think this was one of their finest hours because the programming is everywhere. I tried to I watched the smattering of it for the month that we had it, and I was like, I don't know. I understand. I don't know what what. I feel like I was watching TV in 1981. You know, like maybe that's who it's for. Maybe it's for Gen Xers have done way too much acid. I don't know. <laughs> it's pulling adult swim type of thing on you. But now that you've told me about it, I'm like, <laughs> exactly. You know, we got to pull away from the block because we're getting all these calls from parents. And Mike Lazo's over there going, fuck it. Let's do adult swim and have our own party and have our own thing. And now they're on their own channel. Saw that great yeah. device. Disney happen. After Dark. I bet that's going to happen. They're D- going to make yeah. you pay extra. Because, like you said, they're gonna have to. Yeah, they're gonna have to keep those eyeballs. They want the revenue. They'll do anything to get your money. Also, the little kids grow up and like you yeah. know, touch themselves. Um, I'm gonna watch um uh, Love Victor on Hulu now because I've never I didn't see Love Simon, so I'm gonna see Love Victor. I would I see it. It's a, it. Love Simon is a great time. It's not the best movie by any means, but yeah. I'm perfectly fine with like my cheesy average gay rom-com like sure. i'm perfectly fine with it yeah know? yeah it's probably not gonna like blow any doors off of anything but one more gay content yeah hell yeah <laughs> so the craziest thing that's going on right now is that we're trying to pick a new uh president and that's not that's not going well for anyone it seems like uh no, no one's not. happy like no one's fucking happy we had our primary in, what, 16 states, 13 to 16 states, 14. 14 states. And then the next rash coming up in March is how many states? Uh, I'm not sure exactly. They're, they might not all be on the same day. Right. 
So is that the rest of the states? Yeah, the remainder of the states before the convention, and right. I think the convention's in summertime. So by the next couple of months, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll have, we'll see. The convention will just be riddled with coronavirus. Uh, so <laughs> you <get> a virtual <laughs> convention. <laughs> I had a moment. I had to pour forty on the ground for my woman, um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren, this week. I I was. I was handling it. I was soldiering on. I'm a big boy. I know how to put on my big boy pants. But then uh, 20 minutes into the Rachel Maddow, Liz Warren interview, I lost it. I lost my shit. I totally Mm -hmm. lost it. I had a breakdown. And I did one of those things that happened in my soul because she was the last woman. It's like if Kamala Harris, I had a lot riding on her in the beginning. And then Amy Klobuchar like stood up and stopped shaking so much and actually said some real cool shit. Um, You know, Kirsten Gillibrand, I kind of went back and forth on this woman, but like, um, and Tulsi doesn't count. No, she's just, you know, she's <laughs> a dildo for Putin. But anyway, so just seeing a Liz like be there and know this was it, um, I lost it. And my cousin called me and I just sort of wailed to her and I'm like, we can't fucking have anything. Women can't have anything. And it's not that because we have ovaries we can lead it's because this particular woman had all the shit she didn't have hillary's baggage or any of the crap she was really going to be a hell of a president and i thought she was going to do better than she did and of course now it comes down to the two old muppet men in the balcony and now we have bernie bernie and uh joe and you know i i had a moment i've recovered from it Somewhat, and I was doing okay until we watched Hillary on Hulu. That's, that's when I lost. And it. then you and I lost I it like, together. Fuck this! It's 2016 all over again. It really is. So I was just weakened and laying in a corner, uh, kicking shit. And also, I owe Hillary Clinton an apology because I had some long-held bias against a couple of things with her. Like, why don't you leave Bill? Um, no, that was just it. And then apologize to Monica Lewinsky, even though you didn't fuck her. But still, by extension, if he won't, maybe you should. There was sort of an apology in there. But I had her wrong. As much as I thought about, I knew about Hillary Clinton, I was repeating a couple of things that people would say about her. And um, no, she would have been a hell of a president. And I was apologizing to everybody for picking Hillary over Bernie last time. No, fuck that. I'm glad I voted for Hillary. And I'm proud of my Warren vote. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and I, I, can, I have that in my heart, and I can walk around with that. Now we have to choose. We don't. I don't get to choose anything. Now it's going to be Trump or whatever dude we choose. Yeah. Right? But then the Bernie brothers, <laughs> to quote Bernie Joe, brothers. the Bernie <laughs> brothers are being, um, I don't know if these are all Bernie brothers. I mean, because I know some of these people as actual real people are, they're being dicks. But I feel like y'all have been infiltrated. I think the Bernie bros have been infiltrated, and y'all need to watch it. I feel like y'all have been infiltrated by uh, some operatives, and you're getting spun up oh, and fed some uh, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all need to Oh, no, there down. are definitely some Russian bots in there somewhere, yeah. But I think a lot of this is just also being fed, and you guys are falling for it. And I can't believe you're falling for it after 2016. Calm your tears. Yeah, I literally cannot believe we're we're repeating the same mistakes and we're going to get four more years of Trump. I did some research because I had been seeing an influx of of tweets from Bernie supporters saying that if Bernie doesn't get the nom that they're going to vote for Trump, which sounds fucking insane. But then I thought, wait, were people doing this in 2016 
And it turns out they are. In an article from 2017 on NPR, it said that in the 2016 general election, 12% of people who voted for Bernie in the primaries voted for Trump. And I'm like, so we're going to be doing this again. And then there's also, I wonder what the 2020 equivalent of Jill Stein is going to be. Maybe it's going to be Jill Stein again. Um, I literally cannot believe that this is just happening again. And it it's it's really fucking scary because when you start hearing this kind of like all or nothing attitude towards a presidential candidate you're like hmm where have i seen this before and i'm like i'm gonna say something controversial but i totally think that the bernie supporters are the democratic equivalent of trump's base yeah exactly like this cult-like loyalty a lot of them are yeah. to a presidential candidate is like scary and we've seen it before and it's gonna fuck us in the ass like but I also it's, it's gonna say, blow up in our faces i want to stop reacting to them though i just started blocking people and muting them because i think they're all going to calm the fuck down i think some of these people who are drinking the kool-aid will calm down and realize that this is this is a uh, you realize that this is the russians you realize this is the operatives you realize this is the uh not even just always the russians it's just whomever wants trump to win this is a trump um, trumped up thing and I don't know if I believe any of those statistics I'm going to do what you guys do all the time I'm just going to go I don't believe it I yeah. don't believe that you guys are saying that you're going to vote for Trump I'm just not going to believe you and I'm not going to follow your fucking frisbee over the roof I mean first of all we can't do anything about the fact that this guy should be a third party candidate he should be a whatever the fuck candidate the one percent whatever and I'm not even anti-Bernie until recently. And I, I'm like, wait a minute. They're stirring us up. They're doing it again. They're they're trying to yeah. put us against each other. And I'm not doing it. I don't hate Bernie. Uh, I have some opinions about Bernie. But if he's the, if he's the nominee, I'm voting for yeah, him. If he's the, yeah, and I've been hearing yeah. the opposite rumor, too, that people are like, if it's not Joe Biden, I'm going to vote for Trump. I just think these are things that this yeah. feels like rhetoric. And it's also backed up by information. That the, and they're trying to vilify Bernie guys. And I'm not doing it. I'm not going to fight with you guys. I'm not going to get into a tug of war. And there's not going to be a choice. And I think the black voter needs to be respected. Um, Bernie has some really great ideas. Again, with as unpopular as he is in Congress, I don't know how he's going to get a lot of this stuff done. But if he becomes the nominee, we've got to do what we can to help him. We have to support him as best we can. I see him in a gridlock. I see him not getting very far with some of these ideas because we all watched what happened with ACA. We watched it happen. So, but if Bernie can get in there and prove me wrong, I would fucking love to be wrong. I would love Medicare for all to work. And I'm going to root for him as a president as best I can while sitting quietly with my husband at night and going, this motherfucker, like I've done with other presidents before who were Democrats. So, I'm not going to follow the Frisbee. I'm not doing it. I'm not fighting with anybody. Um, I've even stopped unfollowing the people who are just like screaming because I think if you guys stop drinking the Kool-Aid, you'll realize that we just, we have to, we have to draft behind whomever does it. If it's, if it's Biden and I know I'm not going to sit here and defend uh, Biden. I'm not doing that. I don't have the energy for that. I'm like, Oh, I know. Well, he did this. I know. And he did that. Yup. You know, he he sucks. Sure. But I'm still going to either vote for Joe or Bernie when we get to the finish line. And uh, yeah. we should just keep repeating that. 
I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people feel that way. And this, and the the people, the 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 people who are saying that they don't, they go going to vote for Trump. I think it's a, a small, a small portion, and they're, they're loud. But it's just like uh, whatever. It's just what provocative the f- too. What the fuck ever. People just like to wind people yeah. up. I think the majority of Democrats, when it comes down to it, on election day in November, whether it's Biden or Bernie, we're going to vote for him. If there had been a groundswell and Bernie was just emerging in all these states, I would still be like kind of quietly going, oh, eBay, how's he going to get this done? But I would be, be publicly going, doing Bernie, sure. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'm not going to be a burner. Um, I don't have to like suck on his veiny taint to like vote him for president. But I will get behind him and go. All right, Bernie's got to be the guy. Um, no, yeah, I'm I'm behind him too. I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not necessarily hoping that that Biden gets the nomination by any means. But I'm just like I, it's it's very even even if the it is a, a loud minority saying that it, well it's not Bernie if it's Trump. There's still just this like undeniable cult like loyalty, and I've sure. had to unfollow so many people yeah. I know back home. That are just like I can't, I can't deal with it anymore. Like well, I'm so I had- exhausted. I'm just, I'm tired of this. I'm so, I would like, I grew up with Nazis and clan redneck motherfuckers. I grew up with the MAGAs before they were called MAGAs, and I'm exhausted. I was exhausted before I got to 2016, and I just don't want to hear it. So I just, I've turned it off. I'm, I can't hear you. But the most important thing I want to say is. At this point, of course, I would like for it to probably be more Biden than Bernie for a lot of reasons that we don't have five hours to do a podcast. But at the same time, comes down to it, more than anything, I'm respecting the black vote. The black voters are speaking, and we have to we have to listen to them and respect them, okay? So I'm respecting the black vote. This is their candidate. They are leaning toward biden and i'm like cool you know if that's the way so i'm gonna probably i mean there again i have no choice you're gonna vote for either trump or one of these dudes so i'm not gonna be mad if it's either one but i really wish people would respect the black vote i've seen so much racism top level and casual over their choice to go with biden and y'all need to fucking check yourself it's not being anti-Bernie. It's being pro-black voter, you know? I don't know how the Latinx or the Hispanic community is leaning and the Asian community is leaning or any of the other communities. I don't know where my queers be at. I feel like they're kind of split. But unless you're voting in the next primary, the decision is kind of not be left up to you. It's just whether you want to be on the side of getting this dude out and then we got to fly, you know, I don't know what. We got to prop up Biden. We got to prop up either one of them. One of, either one of these dudes could fall apart in any moment. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make that up. Biden doesn't seem like he's cognitively healthy. And Bernie also sounds like a crank sometimes. And his heart's not so awesome. So their veep is really important. And now it's like, who's yeah. endorsing whom? And like getting up Liz's ass for being on SNL when she should be endorsing Bernie. Get the fuck out of here. Women owe you nothing. Listen to me one more time. Women owe you nothing. We owe you nothing. She doesn't have to endorse anybody. Yeah, and and we've been talking about this. I feel like even if she does endorse Bernie, I it won't I don't think it will sway people who left her Warren 
for Biden. And I think it's because that that idea that because Warren is is might endorse Bernie, that the Warren supporters will go to Bernie is, again, predicated on the fact that us Warren supporters will do whatever she does. Monkey see, monkey do. Right. I don't think that's how we are. We're not. I, I think we're we're at a point where we're making our own decisions. And look, I totally understand the anger and the frustration about how the the government is just not working for us. And there are people dying because they can't afford Medicare or just just medical care in general. And I totally understand that. But if we really want to unite an already fragile party against the orange menace, then we need to start working together instead yeah. of pushing each other away. Absolutely. And I just think they're making assumptions. I don't make assumptions about Bernie supporters either. Not everybody's a burner. And not everybody who no. voted for Warren is automatically going to go do one thing or the other. And again, I wasn't, I was, we we always supported Warren for these last several years because of what she's done with her work in the Senate and with her agency, sure. But then there's a couple of times when she's, stumbled and she's a human being and i go well you know nobody's perfect but dude what the fuck but i didn't know what I, who i was going to vote for i mean probably up two weeks before i voted for warren she was always in the back of my mind but you know i was like do i really want Buttigieg to be president it feels like he's not ready but if he's the guy he's a fucking guy i was really looking seriously at amy I mean, we you know kicked, we kicked the tires on everybody yeah and kamala like if kamala had stayed into the bitter end that would have been a hard one because i was really energized for her and Corey used to be my guy I used to fucking love Cory Booker and then you know feel like he was sort of half running for this I've seen more fire in that guy's belly so it's just unfortunate that we're down to these you know mayonnaise choices it's the saltines it's the battle of the saltines so I swear yeah, there's, gonna a, be, a, there's, they're gonna, there's gonna be a one-term president this next one's a one-term president Hillary Clinton's gonna run. You think? Twenty twenty four. I'm gonna fucking vote for her. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely would give her another chance after seeing that documentary. I was like, I even I had it wrong. I was like, fuck. You know, I feel, but I I don't feel bad because I voted for her ass. Now I didn't vote for her the first time she ran for president. Obama did come in and like oh. catch my attention. In the primary, you voted for in the Obama? primary. I won Obama. Like I was little. I did what a friend of mine did with you Warren. You switched it at the very end. At the very end, yeah. I went Obama, and I was like, I don't know why I did that. And my friend did that with Warren. She goes, I, I clicked Joe Biden, ah. and I went, What? I can't. <laughs> and you were the one out here telling me vote your heart and all this kind of stuff, and I was just, I was upset, but I understood at the same time. It's like you're out here banging this drum. I think that's what it was. Is you're banging this drum, and then you did that. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, Warren said something when she was talking to Rachel. She said, you know, until we voted for the first Roman Catholic and Kennedy, yeah. we hadn't had a Roman Catholic yeah. president. Until we voted for a black president, we didn't have a vote. So I feel like you should give – and in this case, Elizabeth Warren over either Bernie or Biden to me was a hands-down choice. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know. She doesn't have to endorse anybody. She doesn't have to be anybody's veep. Well, see, that's the thing is like they they were especially the, this is where the media comes in is like they push the electability is is she electable, yeah. and it's like she's more qualified, she's a better speaker, she knows what she's doing, and people are just so short sighted. They go, "We got to beat Trump. We got to beat Trump." Why don't you give her a chance to get on the debate stage and show her 
show everyone that she can beat him. Also, she's a and, senator. And Hil- Hillary she's did that. <laughs> she hands down wiped the floor with that mongrel's face. Yeah. See, and I here's the thing about just not just winning, but you know, Senator Warren is still a senator. She's still there. She goes to work there. She makes deals there all the time. And if they flip, she's not sitting in the lunchroom no, by herself eating her econo sandwich. If they flip that Senate, that. if they flip the Senate, if they happen to flip that Senate, then a lot of these progressive um, ideas are going to start running through. They're going to pass the House and they're going to pass the Senate. Whomever it is is going to leak some progression into it. Maybe Biden won't as much because he's going to stay safe. He's uh, the only the thing about Biden, in my opinion, he's got to move to the to the left a little. Yeah, but then again, once they're well, in there, they don't have to do shit. Once they get elected, they don't have to do anything. Yeah, but also my thing with Biden is I I don't know what what he wants to do. I don't really know any of his policies, and like I feel like I shouldn't have to go to his website to learn that. I mean, I've seen like almost every debate. And to still not really know what he wants to do is a little troubling. I think that's fair. I think he's just going to look up, you know, he's going to go to Veep <laughs> file well, and pull up ACA and go in and, and whatever. But I feel like what Biden is going to do is he's just going to delegate the shit. He's got the firepower. Exactly. And he's got the draw to pull people in after after what thirty forty years of running for president and, and and being Veep and being the guy that he is, I feel like he's got a Rolodex can pull people in. But you're right, you know, Bernie says nonsensical fairy bullshit that sounds expensive and scares the shit out of people, and then Biden says, "Can I talk? I don't know, guys. What's up? Were we eating? Were we going to Olive Garden?" So I feel like we have. Yeah. Two really horrible choices. One that's like this unicorn stuff that, of course, we'd He's all just love to have. He's selling you bullshit. He's selling you it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's air. And people are These buying These are not it. plans. These are fanfics on fucking Tumblr. It's ridiculous. I love Stucky, too, but you know it's never happening. And then you've got <laughs> Joe going... He's just rattling his change around in his pocket going, we should all be civil. I'm like, I don't know what either one of you really stand for. Because once we get them in the White House, that's when we find out what they're made of. And what but that Congress looks as like. As scary and as, as confusing as that is, I'll take either one of those all day long over this shithead that we have there now. Yeah. Yeah. All day long. Agreed. And everybody should feel that way about it. Everyone should feel that way. And this, I'll vote for Trump stuff. I hope you don't mean that because you're just fucking yourself and us in the bargain. So, but I'm really, well, I'm really. Relying on the the black voter this year because they're they're on fire for this guy. And if he sweeps if he sweeps the South and those um, you know I think Mississippi, Florida, and some other of those states, you know, I kind of is very telling. I mean, the strategy the strategy was I think very smart. You're gonna have to get all the people who are upset with Trump who voted for him to go Democrat, and that's hard for some of these people to do. I think it's and easier Bernie, for the, yeah. It's like everybody was telling me about Bernie and Hillary. I think you guys are underestimating how scared to death boomers are of Bernie. Yeah. Mm. Bernie scares the shit out of people. I'm not even a boomer. I'm fucking terrified of him. <laughs> me too. 
<laughs> I will not be able to pay those taxes, Bernie. And I know you say, but do you know? Or just the, the sitting of gridlock and nothing happening and everything that the last yeah. four years have been put into place are going to stay that way. Yeah, and it gets clowned and nothing gets worked through. We just we remain, and then it's yeah. the, it really is literally the ghost second term of Trump. Yep. That's the horror show. Oh, but yeah, the shiny, I think it's going to take a while. Here. Shiny, shiny. I think it's going to take a while before before we float back to a a more left president. I feel like because where we are now is just so far at the end of the spectrum that the best we can hope for is to just get halfway. This is a very <laughs> even un- if it means if he's in the middle. It's a very unpopular opinion, but I think that sometimes with the Obama administration, they went too far. Um, we saw it happening. I saw them stirring people up, and I'm like, y'all need to calm the fuck down. And and they, there was an arrogance behind some of the things that were done. I was I was cheering a lot of it. I was like, oh my god, this feels like water on a dying plant. And then some of it just was like poking the bear. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they poked so hard. And we got the Tea Party. And the end result of the Tea Party is Trump, yeah. and then the Russians, and then fracking and the oil and gas industry. I'm in the middle of reading Blowout, and I'm like, oh, all of this makes sense now. And then Hillary got became a target of Putin because she pissed him off. She's out there toe-to-toe with him and said, you ain't shit. You know, and so it was <laughs> like, oh, yeah? Okay, I used to run the KGB. Mm, let's see <laughs> yeah. what's up. And then, so all of these poking the bear kind of things need to, like, maybe fucking stop for a second. So I don't need somebody to come in there and just be like, you know, full-blown pinko commie. You know, we can talk about it at the bar, <laughs> but maybe not because we get fucking people doing crazy shit, as we've seen in the streets of our country. They're just opinions, though. And I got to tell you, watching this election, I've been wrong at every single thing I've guessed. I've, I've been wrong at who was going to end up being washed out in this and who's going to end up like being the nominee this is the craziest, wackiest shit I've ever seen. But you know what the funny thing is, though? And we talked about this, uh, I think, last week, you and I. How did Trump and the Republicans know way back at the beginning of the year, the end of last year, that it was going to be Biden when the, when the Democrats couldn't even fucking get their pants on? It does freak me out. It's like, how did, they, how did he set this thing up where he knew it was going to be this dude he's going to go against? And I knew hundreds and hundreds of people who voted for Warren, like, personally— so it's like, oh shit! Is it, what's going on? Was the on fix here? in? Yeah. Was this all rigged yeah. anyway? Are we really <laughs> voting? Is it just plugged into anything? Are they just throwing the paper ballots, you know, into the <laughs> ocean? Is there just a whale that's going to roll up one day with just like all of our ballots from 2016 in its belly, going? It's a bunch of well, like I mean, old white about... men who've made this decision already. Yeah, and they're like they've already planned it out 20 years. Oh, we're gonna have to get this guy, and uh, now this guy. It feels like that sometimes, doesn't it? Well. Yeah. What do you guys think of these endorsements, though? Like uh, Kamala P, Klobuchar, and Beto have endorsed Biden. Do you think it's because they believe in what he's standing for? Do you think it's because they know Bernie's not going to work out? Or has Biden promised them some stuff? Like, what do you think? I think it's all of those. I think you it's know? pretty it's, much it's every all one of those. So they they have the same politics, roughly. They are angling for a job. That's like the ultimate, probably, because they've already got their senator seat, or at least Kamala does. And they're angling for, you know, more national exposure so they can run again. Some cabinet positions here. Yeah. Absolutely. Some VPs there. 
They're going to yeah. make like Pete Buttigieg like Secretary yeah. of Defense. I'm and like, it happens every year. Yeah. I mean, every election. It's a whole, it's a town of relationships. Yeah. It's just like LA. It's just like Hollywood. It's a, it's a town of relationships. And if you think that this is some sort of like Mayberry RFD episode, then you're dreaming. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like things have been promised to people. and Like, look what happened with Trump. I mean, Giuliani saddled up. Christie saddled up. That was all comprom- a compromise. Too. Yeah, but they still, I mean, it's, it's still like you can this, have a bag like, of money or I can tell them about you know, like fucking 11 year old. <laughs> exactly. You know. But it's the same thing. The results are the same thing. You got people, you know, who are angling for a job, I think. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think it has any influence to, like, when I see somebody endorse a candidate after they drop out, I don't really care. Yeah. Do I y'all mean, care? I if, don't care. If Elizabeth dropped out before Super Tuesday and she endorsed Bernie, I wouldn't have voted for Bernie on Super Tuesday. No. No, so I probably would have voted for Biden. For that know. question, endorsements really don't mean a lot. They don't mean to me. I, I guess they influence some people, though. There's yes. a theory that they, they influence the black vote, that they saw these people. But I'm like, were y'all really on the way to, like, did you did do, did black people care about Pete Buttigieg after all? It seemed like they didn't. And Amy Klobuchar at all. Maybe they did. Well, he won Minnesota. Yeah. Maybe they did. So I don't I mean, know. I feel like it's like, the Oscars. It's like the Oscars. Like yeah. like movies will be like, oh, we have a bunch of Oscars, and some people that will influence their decision to watch it, and some people they don't care. Some so. people do, and some people don't. I guess. I mean, that's why. And you can't make a. You can't extrapolate and get these. You know, say this. You know, these voters are going to move over because they endorse. It's just. It's a I little bit more. But I will say a lot that. of a lot of these former candidates endorsing Biden is an indictment of Bernie. Like it is like a. A burn, a little bit burn. <laughs> I guess it could be. It's it's this. It's, really it definitely it like is the establishment. They're they're really trying to push Bernie out. I, I love this word establishment it, it, when it comes to the Democratic Party. Everybody's pretending like we have some sort of like the, uh, arch nemesis yeah. plan. We're just a hapless fucking party yeah. of idiots. I don't know if anybody. But it's, it's like been watching. You know, they change <laughs> they change the rules to get to get Bloomberg in because they didn't uh-huh. feel sure. Biden was going to be strong enough. And then Clyburn comes in and says, "This is our guy." Yeah. And then that totally changed everything. South Carolina, I, South Carolina shocked everyone. I think it did, except for yep. except for Biden, because he was all all this whole time. He was like, "Let's just wait for South Carolina. Let's just wait for South Carolina." So I don't know. I don't fucking know. I I'm think just, I'm gonna vote, and then that's gonna be. It. I really need uh, Liz Warren to get the Medal of Freedom for shiving Bloomberg on stage. Oh, that was glorious. <laughs> he never recovered from that twenty no. seconds of her just going. <laughs> nope. <laughs> He bled out and then he was done. And she <laughs> he so did five hundred million dollars on ads for nothing. It's crazy. Yeah. And then he turns around and you know endorses Bernie because I think she shivved him so hard. She was still in it then. He could have like you know drafted behind her and picked up her tab and like made her president. But I think he she really pissed him off. And then yeah. that's when he went for uh, Biden. Isn't he endorsing? No, he's endorsing Bernie. Whatever. Ooh, uh- Bloomberg? No, no, I'm sorry, um, Biden, Biden, because yeah. Bernie won't take the money. Bernie won't take the money. He's gonna, he's gonna endorse any Democrat. Yeah. Just Bernie won't take the money. I just feel like this is all the the fix is in, and then some of this is just pure. I think a lot of this is just pure fucking happenstance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are if they're counting the votes? And then Corona happening at this time and and the yeah. economy tanking, like taking such a tank in an election year. 
Yeah. It's just weird. There's the theories that like Corona has been made up or introduced into the atmosphere to like, and I'm like, fuck, if the Democrats have this kind of power, man, there's, a, there's a whole Jesus. list of shit I wish I would like finagle in. They can't even. Yeah. They can't even. There was this the other Senate. real quick thing with, with Bernie that um, CNN put out something that that was like the there there aren't young voters turning out for Bernie. And even the Bernie campaign Twitter was like, we got to get young people out to vote. But there was a bunch of people in the replies being like, hi, we had like two machines on campus. One of them wasn't even working. And there's like 30,000 of us on campus. Yeah. So we problem. are trying to turn out. And that's even a, a it's a. It's just a negligent form of voter suppression. Exactly. Well, but black voters are up here going, hold my beer. Yeah. I mean, that's why I was just kind of shocked of like, are they letting, are they actually counting the black vote because they're going to go for Biden? And that's what a lot of people in D.C. want. And they're going to repress the youth vote because they may go for Bernie. I don't know. I feel like this things get gerrymandered to hell and back. Well, this and is. And it's not hard because I look at the people in my polling station and I'm like, I could hack this. Well, this is this is like you, know, you say. You know, you were just saying that you know the the Democratic Party is a, is like a monolith and it'll do everything everywhere. We're like in East LA, held by the Democrats, especially California, and they got five voting machines and two of them were busted. Yeah, and there's a three hour wait. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, and in the center of like, you know. The Democratic, you know, big D stronghold. You got the same shit that's happening in Texas. Yeah. So what's going you on? You almost there? wonder if they what's just don't care. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people who just don't care. A lot of people are exhausted. Uh, I don't think these things are planned well. I think this is. I'm just going to say it all day long. People like to sit around on Twitter and do a and expend all that energy and literally don't. I think they just run yeah. out of gas and in real life they do shit. I see a lot of that. I hope, so I stopped yeah. going to marches. Yeah. Like walking around with people in this town, like actors who were walking around like all done to the nines and their makeup and stuff marching. I'm like, yeah, fuck this. I'm tired of doing this. You know what I need to do is see how I can like literally exact some real change. Exactly. So I stopped going to that bullshit because, you know, there's a bunch of turfs there too and shit like that. And then the, don't even get me started about our community. There's so many power queers who are snobs to the average walking around queer. And I'm like, fuck all of that. So I feel like a lot of people do this with the, the election. They get on Twitter and they just, they get their 5,000, 6,000, 10,000, 11,000 followers. And they mistake that kind of Twitter fame for importance. exactly, Or action. And I'm like, but what are you actually doing in a real life for either yourself or the people around you? And are you out there? doing anything but real. that's that's the thing though like i feel like we're underestimating the power of twitter because for some people all it takes is a handful of well articulated tweets and they've picked their their candidate that's and they true. stick to it that's because true. because and they tie that candidate to their identity it serves that's just their how purpose. some people work but the thing with this is i i would encourage people not to be that way because people have all kinds of sides to them and then i look at what they've done Right? What has Bernie done? What has Joe Biden done? Literally, not what they say. I hate rhetoric. I fucking hate it. What have they done? How do they vote? You know, Bernie's like, oh, he voted for Iraq. Does anybody still care about that vote? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. What has Bernie done? He's, he's so friendly with the black people. How many black staffers has he had? 
How many campaigns has he had? These are not accusations. These are things that I'm looking at. So what has somebody done? And I feel like if four or five tweets like hooks you up to a candidate and that's it forever, I highly encourage you to keep clicking and scrolling and look yeah. for other information. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not the way to choose any kind of thing exactly. in life. Exactly, it's not. Because people will change on you. You'll you'll delve like all this entire time. I thought I knew Hillary Clinton as much as a person can know a stranger, and I was like, and now I'm, the documentary does not is not the gospel. I'm like, okay, now I need to reassess my thinking on this person, right? Same thing with Bernie and Joe. I'm starting with a clean slate, and going, okay, what have they done? What do they do under fire? Is there any kind of situations where I can see where they're under pressure? We have lots of tape to reference. Joe acted abysmally with um, Anita Hill. He said some crazy shit. Hillary Clinton said some crazy shit. Very anti-gay um, marriage and stuff like that. Like Predator teens, remember that? Yeah, all that kind of crap. Elizabeth Predator Warren Gansh, used to be on the side of you know establishment and big government, and then she became, because she saw the inside of it, then she became like a consumer advocate. So... I just I hope people are not making decisions like that. Is that unpopular? Did I just no? I agree. I, I I totally agree. You know, but you know the thing is is like everyone, and it's not an excuse. It really is not an excuse. I hate when people say this, so I'm not going to say it. But people think that they they feel like I feel this way that I I've got to I've, I've my life I've got to, you know, work and I've got all these other things to do and it's sometimes it's like I need just a short soundbite to make me. So I understand. No, like I understand that, that and, and then that's yeah. the detriment because they yeah. create the they 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 create the the maze or you're in the the rat wheel that they've created to keep you tired, so that you can't think. Would you totally. choose to be tired or not? And here's the thing too about that well placed tweet is if you're listening to someone like Sean King who's been, you know, proved to be something that he wasn't, then you're putting your faith in someone who was wrong. So it's like the person who's saying these things that I'm like, oh, that's perfect. I then go look at who you are and the other things that you said and why should I listen to you? I don't, I'm not a follower. I don't follow people. I don't believe in heroes. I don't look up to people. I have people that I admire traits about them. And I, I have in my personal life people that I, I'm like, I like what you do in that situation. I'm going to take a little bit of that on board. But I'm not even a super fan of people that I know and love. Like, I love you. You're not my hero. Exactly. I'm my own hero of the day. I'm trying to be the best person I possibly can. I'm trying to be as good as I can to benefit your life, my life, right? And I feel like when we look up to people like that and they, they, they're like killing it on Twitter, I'm like, yeah, but what kind of a person are you really? You know, and again, we were putting a lot of faith in some of these people that have turned out to just be no count. They're good on Twitter. Not really good at making personal decisions. So I feel like that kind of yeah. is why I've like kind of gone away from Twitter over the years and like that was that was a you had a good day on Twitter. But now I don't know. Like I have to choose whomever. The decision's gonna be made for us out of the convention and or the primaries, however it washes out. And this is where, you know, the, the skill of critical thinking is very important. And people aren't, you know, and we're all guilty of this. We, we have to be better. It's not a football team that you're rooting exactly. for. Exactly. This is not sports. And I think AOC said that. She just recently tweeted. She's like, what you guys are doing 
this is not a game. America is not yeah. a game. So I was very, I was very heartened when I saw that. I was like, thank you. Yeah. You know, if Bernie's not going to call responsibility on, on his, his uh, party, then maybe someone who's involved or, or supports will say something. You know, I'm, I'm heartened that, you know, she's a Bernie supporter. She's come out and endorsed him, and she's on his side. And I'm just like, I'm glad that she's speaking some sense to those exactly. people because they're not going to hear anybody else. They're going to only, the, the Bernie brothers or the, the hardcores are only going to listen to, like, one of their, at the one of the surrogates. And I feel like AOC is a good surrogate for Bernie. She, she mm-hmm. still has her head about her rather than just leading the charge and, and booing Hillary like an, a moron, yeah. like Rashida did. It was what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Stop. 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 And I love shit. Rashida. And again, this is a good example. Exactly. I love Rashida. Support her. Think she's awesome. But on that day, I was like, girl, what are you doing? That's, you know, that's me. You're not Exactly. Helping. That's when I get upset in the grocery store and I'm spouting some shit off and I'm like embarrassed that I did that. It's yeah. Like, Come on now. We can. Yeah. You know, got to be best. Be best, everyone. Be best. Do you feel like you were shouted down, Andre, just now? About what? About the tweet thing. I mean, I don't want you to ever feel like we're going, oh, no. No, it's all valid. No. You know, I just want to hear. I just, I'm going to listen to my. The people around who have yet to vote. I want to watch the convention. Normally, I avoid the conventions because I just make my skin crawl. Because just one, I just don't like speeches. Yeah. I don't like speech making. Do you know what's weird? It's weird, like, do you know how, like, when you, you're on tour with somebody and they have the, you know what the act is, and the, but the people in the audience don't know what the act Seeing is. Seeing it for the first time. Yeah. And it was funny when we were watching Rachel, and uh, and the other can- candidates do, but when Rachel was, we watched her show, but then she was on this, she was on Seth Meyers, was it yeah. Seth Meyer? and then she said a phrase that was for directly from her show. I was like, like oh, I've already seen the oh, show. I've already heard that already. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same with the speeches. Like if you if you follow a candidate and then yeah. they get a national thing, and they you you hear the catchphrase is like, oh, that was lame. I get it. <laughs> it's it's like very exhausting, <laughs> but it also very is very disappointing. It's like I went to the I used to go see the Foo Fighters live, and I stopped seeing them because I mean I love Dave Grohl. He's one of my favorite human beings. You know he redeems uh, white guys. Uh, Andre and Dave Grohl are now holding it down for white guys in my mind, and then that's it. Uh, so, but Dave Grohl was like he would go out and he's really good in concerts. Like he's he's a guy who just he's hilarious. He thinks on his feet. His dad was a Republican speechwriter, by the way. And, like, he can, he's really just quick and can go out there and do it. And then I said, like, the fourth Foo Fighters concert, like, the last whatever, the last round. And I was like, you just say the same shit all the time. <laughs> I'm not going to go pay, pay all that money to go to see you at the forum. I wonder if church. I wonder if church is the same thing where they have the nine o'clock service and then yeah. like the the ten o'clock yeah, sure. service. The guy. Well, you do that with your show. Like I used to write for comedians, and they would kill with the same. We would have our our whole you know lineup at two, and it would kill at two, and it and it six in that six show they bombed, and then ten they were funny again. It was just like the alcohol flow and the people who were in the room. So yeah. I don't know, but yeah, I was. <laughs> I was just like, oh, she made that joke already. Oh. Yeah. Not funny the second time around. And do you know who? Do you know who? It's, it's really terrible. Is with people who live with sound bites, like Pete Buttigieg. Everything he says was a sound bite. Oh my god! Yeah. So every time you yeah. see him, like every different place, him, the same sound bite. I see him. Him and Chastin are in the bathtub, knee to knee, in their big, huge bathtub, and they're just sitting there <laughs> practicing <laughs> questions. 
And it's just there's lots of bubbles, and then they're they're drinking uh, whatever equivalent to their basic bitch alcohol. Would be. I feel like Chaston is the vodka drinker, and Pete is like he's got what I don't know a, a white cloth. <laughs> <laughs> and they're knee to knee in the bathtub. I have to say though, and Chasen's going okay. Chasen, who's the more clever one? Yeah, who's the one who should be running for president? <laughs> <laughs> he is the Hillary of uh, Hillary and Bill in this case. I'm feeling like he's got his husband or just down t- or maybe TV on like, writing. Or get something. these, get these bites in. Yeah. You know, he could either he could be a showrunner or he could be president. I think Chasen is he could be whatever the fuck he wants to be. His when when Pete dropped out and his you know. <laughs> Can I like go to Target now? Can I go now? to Target now? <laughs> I just lost it. <laughs> he is like, like do I, I got time to go to Target now. Because Pete started getting really nasty and like really horrible. And you know, Chastin yeah. was backstage just going, that ain't it, girl. Stop it. So anyway, I don't know. I'm, I'm now in their car on the way home. I'm in their Subaru. I think they drive a Subaru. I don't know. It's just in my head. Oh, they I'm totally drive a it's, Subaru. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like my mom drinking too much and telling my dad he's a jerk. <laughs> right. <laughs> I said some things I should not have said when I had too many drinks. <laughs> He's mad at me now. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, let's slide into recommendations after we beat that uh, horse to death. And it'll be beaten a lot more before it's over with, so brace yourself. No Time to Die uh, got pushed back. So everybody's sad about that. I was looking forward to seeing it in April. I don't know if I was going to go to the movie theater, but now it's November. Does anybody is anybody else doing that with their movie premieres? Some of the most of them are holding it down for now, but it might look like if it gets worse, then more people are going to push it. Well, I can understand. I started to really understand about Bond because it has an international following. Um, yeah. So I can kind of see that, but wow, November seems like a long way. Just trying to get that. It's like they. It's like a whole different season. Yeah, it is, and it's also it's it's the holiday money. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't think people like summer's a big uh, time for drops too, right? Big sure. blockbusters. But I mean, if they're gonna cancel yeah. Olympics, people aren't gonna go to a fucking movie theater. Yeah. So who they're knows? Just waiting and seeing. Shit, man! I hope this really doesn't uh, spiral. Yeah. Zombies in the streets. Why do you think I'm trying to lose weight? I gotta be able to run faster. Gotta limber up. <laughs> Cardio. Cardio. Double tap. Um, if the zombie apocalypse happened, we would be a lot smarter than... I think so. Yeah. Anyway. I wouldn't monologue, <laughs> I can tell you that. If there was people. a Rick in my group, I feel like I would tie him up and just leave <laughs> him for later. <laughs> I would come back in six months if he was still thriving. I would find the first, uh, first Negan. Because at least if you saddle up with him, you know you're going to be fine. Because no. they, they kept him on. I would go find the first Negan and murder him and steal his followers and become Daryl. Yeah. I would be like a hybrid. I would be like a Daryl, Carol hybrid. And I would shoot all of the Glee Club people. <laughs> <laughs> In the head, first day. Oh, it's, it's why y'all singing. There's fucking bam. You know, we'll sing later when, you know. There's not like oh, dead people running right. the earth. There was the qu- the Glee Club. The over cobbler there. and the Glee Club yeah. almost just murdered people. Jesus Christ! The kingdom annoyed the shit out of me. I don't know what's going on now. I hear that, um, you know, Negan's bumping uglies with a. Uh, That's what I'm alpha. saying. Is like if you, I you, literally you do it with oh Negan, yeah. you can you can stretch your your run on. Yeah, a couple uh, you might have a good point. Couple seasons. I might be the Elizabeth Warren of this argument. You know, she's just about to get cut dead. I'm just gonna leave. Go somewhere else. <laughs> You're gonna be Tulsi Gabbard. 
I'm still <laughs> like in it. He tells he but <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm I'm still in it, and nobody knows how my campaign's being financed. But I'm still in the ticket. That was the thing when 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 Warren dropped out, and and I think Rachel said <laughs> you were the last woman in the race. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, but Dulcie's still in there. No, she's a she's a Rhodes Scholar. She knows <laughs> no. exactly the burn she yeah, made. Exactly. You're still the yeah. last woman in the race. It's like it got really dark over <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard's house because of the shade. <laughs> and she's got to go back to work in the house. I, I wonder if she's going to lose her seat in Hawaii. Come on, Hawaii. You got Tulsi? Yeah. I don't know. That may come from Warren, too. Anyway, we were, yeah. we were supposed to sway off, but we will yeah. never stop talking about politics. So we watched something last night that I want to highly recommend. It's on Hulu. Speaking of Hulu, Dave. I had no idea what it was. It's in my recommendations strip there that you get. And we started watching it, and we were choking. It's fucking hilarious. It was hilarious. Awkward, uh, tall, Jewish rapper trying to break in. Fucking hilarious. It feels like a white-ish version of Atlanta. It's really good. And it's set here in L.A., so we get to see a lot of our stomping grounds. Yeah. It's very L.A. Feeling like it's real LA, like the real neighborhoods, and then just also just some really hilarious stuff about the game. And then this guy Dave, little Dicky, he's um, I feel like I don't know anything about him. I'm gonna go look him up, but he's hilarious. And this just the writing on this, and there's also some improv. I feel like there's improv going on. The everybody is sharp as shit. Everyone's and then so fucking sharp. A couple of comedians that we know are popped up in it and I'm like and then Macklemore came out and made an appearance in like the pilot or something or the second episode. I was like, This show is on fire. So if you haven't seen uh Dave on I don't know why it's called Dave. It's just a weird name. And but the, it's Dave on Hulu. I think the like I've seen the billboards around. It's like a dude with boxers, and then the, he's popping he's coming out, out of the yeah. crotch because he's like the little dick thing. That's what I was like. What is this? He's a walking dick joke. <laughs> Get people oh. to watch it. Wow. Anyway, it was just—it's hilarious. It's better, th- hilarious. better things is back. We watched it last night. We were sobbing. You and I are emotional. I don't know what's going on. I we're know. Like, Warren, I was emotional. Hillary made us emotional, and then we watched Better Things. And I looked over to you last night when Frankie came in to confront uh, the front, yeah. cons- you know, comfort the friend, and we were both like, <gasps> that was, that was uh, pouring H one into my shirt. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Pamela Adline. Though I feel like if I had pursued acting, I would have been Pamela Adline. With a sprinkle of Janine Garofalo and a little a dash of Alex Borstein. So, but I relate to her so much. She's like, if I had had kids, I feel like she's kind of like, I'm looking at the man in the high castle uh, view of my life. Had could have been complete with shitty ex-husband. So, it's just a wonderful show if you haven't seen it. It's also effects on Hulu now, so you don't have to go hunt down effects and where it lived. So all that's popping up on your Hulu. And if you have the commercial-free experience that we have, you get to see all these cool effect shows now, like baskets and things like that. So check it out. Sponsor us. Effects on Hulu. Whichever one of those. <laughs> those are my recommendations. Devs. We saw Devs. <gasps> we saw Devs. What do you think of Devs? I thought it was really cool. Was it? It's got like a... It's got like a it's got a little robot and a little bit of that that guy who directed it. Feels very much like him, like his ex machina. It's very much like that. Yeah, I just like how 
just sciency and just the music weird, was amazing. Weird it is. I wonder what Andre would make of like the music and the score because I th- I thought of him the entire time. Like this is robot. What show is this? It's called Dems or Devs. Devs. Sorry, Devs. <laughs> Devs is what we were just talking about. Uh, Devs. It's on Hulu and it's very yeah. It's the guy who did Ex Machina. Yeah, it feels like that with the, with the sprinkle of yeah, high tech, very high tech <clears throat> uh, stuff. Very bizarre. I had no idea what's going on. It's weird. It's very weird. Set out of San Francisco. Yeah. The acting, I think, is really good, too. Yeah, Offerman's good in it, too. Like when, uh, what's her name? I just looked her up. I never heard of her. The, who plays Lily? So- Sonia? We've Rizzuto. seen her in something. Like when she finds her, her boyfriend dead, I was like, that crying. Well, don't spoil it for everybody, for Spoil-, fuck's sake. spoil alert. <laughs> Get on it. Um, this is like the one thing that I'm watching. Um, it was just real. I yeah, was like, it was. fuck. She's great. She reminds me of like a a very very young a Carrie uh, Coon, oh. very Carrie Coon like, but I liked it. I like the the lighting is amazing. It feels like Ex Machina. It does. It does. It uh, does. That's what I liked about it. And he's got he's got a series, and it's this high tech world, and it's out of San Francisco, and it's the AI that they're working on, or whatever they're working on, it can do some crazy shit that I don't feel like we should be doing. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm also like, what? So yeah. And then it's got like international espionage and all this stuff. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to keep watching I it. I give it a chance, you know. Yeah. Andre, do you have any recommendations? Yes. I have one recommendation. Um, I found this podcast called Millennial, and um, I was delighted to find out that two out of the three hosts are from another podcast that I listened to. Um, so that's, that was like kind of weird, but also kind of nice because I'm, I'm like used to, you know, like their, their way of like hosting and talking and everything. Um, but this show is basically just what the title entails. It's a bunch of millennials getting together every week and complaining about just being an adult. (laughs) And I find it very, and as someone who is about to go more into that world, I find it very entertaining. I've already listened to like seven episodes and they're like on their sixth season um so yeah they they talk about a bunch of things they're doing a lot of like talking about like the election and the primaries but they're also just talking about like taxes and like um general entertainment news that comes out um it's really well put together it's very organized and yeah it's it's pretty pretty fun to listen to so so it's the podcast that. that you want this podcast to be uh, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Was there Their shade podcast... in the way he say he said organized? Did you hear that shade a little bit? Yeah. No, no. What I mean is like it's a hypeable podcast, and they're known for like their like super edited Google Doc host episodes that are always like edited down to like a like just like edited to hell. And it doesn't affect your listening, but, like, sometimes you can tell, like, when the edit is cut a little too close, and it sounds like the person is, like, interrupting someone's train of thought, and you're like, oh, wait, oh, that was a little rude, but you're then you're like, oh, that was probably just a cut. We don't do any um, of that stuff, do we? We don't have a, you don't really have a theme to speak of. No, if you... edit this at all. No, if you couldn't tell, we don't edit it. We don't edit the podcast. I think everybody can um, tell. <laughs> I quite like it because it's less work for us, yes. and it just feels more like a conversation... That was kind of always the goal of whatever I was doing 
with the podcast and I think you guys have the same goals. I just wanted to feel like it's a conversation and talking about yeah. what we think other people might be talking about or thinking. And, you know, I don't know if we're representative um, necessarily, but I try to consider other points of views. Like I could come on here and go, Bernie bros suck. But then when I start thinking about it, you know, do they, you know, I see what it's born from. I see what they want. Then we never got there. So I always try to like sort of take kind of a, the other opinion if I can and think about mm -hmm. it. I don't like people who play devil's advocate all the time, man, because sometimes I'm like, make up your fucking mind and take a position. Um, no, I also, I, I mean, I like that we talk about different sides, but like <laughs> there's this like meme now that like there's always that one white guy in your poli sci class that it's like to play devil's advocate. And then he says something like Hitler was a great politician. <laughs> um, so now I'm, I'm like really worried about ever using that term. And I'm just like, well, to argue the other side, even that is like too close to home for me. I think it can I've be. been in those situations where like, even in music classes when we're talking about just like, it's like politics or just anything in general. And, and some guy in the back of the class goes, well, to play devil's advocate, do, pla do black people really understand classical music? And then you just want to leave. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No one's got time for that. You're just trolling, Chad. Shut up. Uh, and yes, they do. And they've created a lot of it. Anyway, okay. So, um, <laughs> not taking the Frisbee bait. So, uh, if anybody doesn't have any other recommendations. Oh, I have one book recommendation. I've just started it, though. I don't know. If, can you recommend a book before you finish it? I think it's dangerous territory. But um, I was walking with my walking partner, the lady whose son is in the band that you would know, and she rec she's an, um, an, uh, a librarian. Started out her career at the BBC, ended up being a librarian for 20 years. It's called Station Eleven, this book that she's recommending, because we, we went into the public library to return a book, and when we both walked outside, um, we both realized that we needed to probably make these public library visits in full-blown hazmat suits as Ian coughs. Yeah. Um, because, and then I alcoholed all the books and my hands and my body and washed my face and then my neck and then I said, fuck it, and I changed my clothes. Um, <laughs> but she recommended Station Eleven. It's Emily St. John Mandel. Um, and it starts with an epidemic and it happens very quickly. Not like... It's, oh, great. It's like in, in probably three chapters it does what the stand does. And then we're on to... Um, a musical caravan 20-something years later um, that travels around a certain part of the United States in the Chicago uh -huh. area. Um, but it's they do Shakespeare, uh, which seems to be popular, and they also play instruments. So there's like they're, they're identified mostly by their titles, like Seventh Violin is fighting with First Flute. It's very fascinating, so I highly recommend. Oh, I think I know. I think I know about it. This book. I think it's quite popular. I think it's kind of one of those books that, that when it hit, it was like really. really I think cool. I've heard it before. Now I have one question for you: Does the musical caravan include a props table, or like, is that something we should be worrying about? I'm sure there's a props table, and I'm sure someone is taking a shit on it, and you're not gonna get my goat this time. You're not going to get my Well, goat. then you know how the book ends. <laughs> I don't understand people who shit on things. I've <laughs> got to find someone who shits on things, who's ever shat on something, and I want to know the psychology behind that. 
I want to know the physics behind that. Well, yes, I have also other <laughs> questions about the physics of it, but I want to know what's the mindset. I understand pissing on things for some reason. I have no problem with the pissing on things. Sort do you of. Think there's, do you think there's a sort of like crossover between the same people who like pick their nose and wipe it on the stall wall when there's fucking toilet paper right there? I don't know if I'm prepared to go into such a study. <laughs> But I am definitely that's a whole other podcast opening up a study for shitting on things because like if you're a dude and you pee on something, I can sort of understand you've got the equipment to hose something down. You're mad, you know, I'm going to piss on this. But if you're a woman and you're pissing on things, I have questions for you, too. Yeah. And then if you're shitting on things, this, <laughs> this is both of these things require squatting. Yeah. And I, I'm going to get that shit. On your pants. I mean, you have to be really good at this, right? Unless you, you shit in your hand, then you got your shit in your okay, hand. Okay, then I got to really talk so, to you. So, yeah, then it's, you know. Please come on the podcast. Okay, I regret I experience. regret breaking that up now. <laughs> See, and you, and it was trying to make you regret it. <laughs> or if you're just like the rest of us and you just shit in your pants, then that's normal. <laughs> it happens. It's very common. It happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. It happened to me recently. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Robot finale, anyone? Yeah. I went to Comic-Con and shit my pants. Yes, you did. That's one of my favorite stories you've ever told. Oh, my God. <laughs> Me trying to f- see how I can get an Uber to bring you underwear. It was my. It was one of my fun- favorite stories. Um, okay. So, if that's everybody, uh, every, everything everyone has, we're a polished show. I never know how to end it. Uh, you guys take care of yourself. Wash your fucking hands. You should have been doing that before. There's all kinds of instructions on how to do it properly, like running your hands underneath it and putting soap on it and then washing that off. That's not washing your hands. That's just getting them wet for no reason whatsoever. So find out how to wash your hands. You know, if you are sick, you're going to have to just stay at home. There's no way to tell that you have a coronavirus, so I don't know. Good luck. <laughs> good night and good luck. Good night and good luck. <laughs> And scene. Uh, I, I don't know. Anybody else have any practical advice? 20 seconds. Wash, Wash your hands them. for at least yep. 20, mi- uh, 20 seconds. Yep. Please. I was about to say 20 minutes, but. <laughs> and get some good <laughs> lotion that you have by your wash, uh, wa- your basin. Use an old farm word. By your Sink? basin. <laughs> use use some lotion. There's a good, like, like good, like Vaseline based kind of lotion that really coats your hands. If you're washing your hands, I wash my hands like probably 10 times a day. That's why I have lotion in my bathroom, and I'm like rifle through that stuff, you know. Yeah, it's not because then your hands get all tight, and people don't want to do it anymore. Like the lotion is part of the washing process. Anyway, uh, you guys have a good week, and we will see you next week. And I just want to leave you with the fact that Doctor Who was a little black girl all along. Bye bye. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>